Welcome to the Big W Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and I'm very excited uh, as I am because we're not that far away from the start of the 2021 season. We've missed footy, we've missed it at Avalon Airport Oval and the good news is we get a triple bunger start to the season at home against Collingwood in round one, Williamstown in round two and Richmond in round three starting on Saturday the 17th against Collingwood. Tickets are available, the, the ticketing system is all explained on our website and on our social media platforms uh, because of the COVID protocols that we now have to adhere to. There are certain things that are different uh, to get in and out of the ground uh, in uh, 2021, as you would expect, as we all expect now in the what is the new norm. So uh, make sure you adhere to all those protocols. We'll certainly be letting you know all the details of those. Coming up in this podcast, the captain, Michael Sotomarco, our brand new football manager, Mark McAuliffe, and our brand new major sponsor, well, not really. It's the same major sponsor, thankfully, uh, heading into the 22nd year for the Balan family, but under a different moniker now. Since the demise of Holden in this country, Balan Holden is now lo- no longer, uh, but the CB Motor Group is, and I'm very happy to say, still the major sponsor of our football club. So we've got plenty coming up uh, on this podcast. And our thanks to our podcast sponsors. Of course, we mentioned uh, Balan Holden, our major sponsor. Avalon Airport uh, is one of our key sponsors as well, our naming rights sponsor, the, the park. Parking at Avalon Airport is the best you can get uh, and their flights are now operating to Sydney, the Gold Coast and Adelaide. So uh, thanks to Justin Giddings and the team at Avalon Airport for being uh, behind us once again. Pacific Werribee, uh, check out what's going on there at pacificwerribee.com.au. 300 plus stores and of course great supporters as our community partner uh, for season 2021. abchomes.com.au, they're doing four bedroom homes from 161,900 at the moment. So check out their website and get all the details of that. And our very good and long-standing sponsors, Corio Waste. That's CorioWM.com.au. If waste management is an issue for your business, give them a call. 1300 267 4696. So there are our great podcast sponsors. Let's get into our podcast and start with our skipper, Michael Sotomarco. Thanks, Kev. Uh, yeah, how are you? I'm good. Um, we missed a year. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a footy gap year, we're going. Uh, doing pretty much nothing related to footy, which was, uh, yeah, refreshing in a way, but ready to get back. Uh, n- nice and refreshing from the body point of view, and I guess from clearing the head point of view, but it must have felt like an early, almost an early retirement. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. And I know there's a few people of my age that sort of that's there. They haven't come back from it, so yeah. I might have bucked the trend a little bit and, and returned. But uh, no, it was in a really weird way. It was nice, and I think the same as anything, like in terms of work and family life and all that kind of stuff. It was a bit of a, a reset, and you sort of worked out what what's important and things like that. And and uh, for me, it was just like I missed training and getting around all the guys and all that kind of stuff. So it's good to be back and sort of into a routine of things now. When you do put it into perspective, and, and we all did in that in that last 12 months, I mean, where does footy where does footy sit for you? I mean, uh, it's obviously been a really important part of your life, and the, and the Werribee Footy Club's been an important part of your life for the last, you know, 10 years. Um, sort of explain that to me. Yeah, the big thing for me, like, like, so I've been doing it obviously for a long period of time, and there's always, whenever you do something for a long period of time, there's that tendency or, you know, the risk, I suppose, of becoming a little bit stale. 
Um, so when it was initially called off, like my work was sort of up in the air and things like that. So it was all, it was a bit going on. So it didn't really sort of hit me. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't devastated like some other young blokes might have been that the season was called off. I kind of thought, well, hey, at least I can concentrate on my work and, and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then so you sort of settled into a routine. It was nice to have, you know, get home early and have all that free time on your hands. But after oh, a month or two, I suppose, of that, yeah. God, it was boring to sit at home <laughs> doing the same stuff every night. And for me, it was just this realisation that, hey, like, training sometimes you can get stuck in this sort of mindset that training's a drag and, you know, it's annoying getting home from, from, uh, from training at 9.30 and things like that. But I just really enjoyed it and I was, I was um, really keen to get back stuck into it. Um, and uh, and loving it now. So it's just, you know, you kind of drive into the club each night now and you're like, hey, this could theoretically finish at any moment. So let's just enjoy tonight and, and uh, go from there. Yeah. How has the pre-season uh, been, Sots, in comparison to, to previous ones? Has it been different or is it pretty much the same? Yeah, it was, uh, it is, yeah. Uh, what's what's the, the new normal or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to use a cliche. Yeah, uh, very, very different. So pre-Christmas, was, I think we did three training sessions um, a lot of new faces, and then Choco was still coaching at that time, and then obviously Choco got the job at Melbourne, and we had no coach for a session there before Christmas, and then uh, we came back, and Mick obviously was been appointed over the Christmas break, and um, he hit the ground running, and it sort of got into a normal routine after Christmas, I suppose, and um, and now it's you know it's, it's feeling really good, everyone's enjoying it, and we're back into games as well, which is always nice. It must have felt like you hadn't played a proper footy, you know, as in terms of uh, against an opposition and, and fair income footy for such a long time. Yeah, well, that was uh, the game against Sandringham on the weekend was my first one since the final. We lost against Essendon going back um, you know, a couple of years almost. So, yeah, um, yeah it, was, it, was, it was funny. Like, going into the weekend, I was, um, you know, I was a little bit sort of nervous about how I was going to go and all that kind of stuff. And then you get out there and half of the first quarter, I just... You know, it could feed me a banana sideways. I was that happy out there. I was loving it. And he's like, oh, Christ, this is what footy's supposed to be. It's not not just two years of training with no games. It's, uh, you're actually supposed to get out there and have some fun on the weekend. So it was, um, it was very good. You mentioned that uh, that final against Essendon, that, that heartbreaking final against Essendon. And, and then at the end of that game, even though everyone was devastated, there was a sense uh, within the club that we're on the verge of really doing something. Then obviously things happen and it hasn't. But how have you felt about uh, sort of re-engaging Go back from that game, back into it again, and looking forward to twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think um, yeah, you're right. There was there was a real sense of that, and that was the real feeling in that preseason um, of the season that didn't go ahead. Was that we felt like we were ready to take that next step, um, and then obviously you throw in what's happened this year with the, the new teams, the new format, the travel, you know, the turnover from all the other teams and ours included as well. And you know, there's a few unknowns there, but we, um, you know, we've been big on it. Is why not aim for it all? You know, and I'm bullish that we've got enough talent in the team to to um, challenge the best teams in the comp. So let's put in the work and concentrate on that, and let's just have a crack at it and see how we go. Yeah. Um, because you just don't know when it's going to be your last game, or you know what's going to happen, where the competition's going to be in two years' time. So there's, there's no point in waiting. You know, so we're we're pretty bullish about that. Um, you know, and it bucks the trend a little bit of that whole one week at a time type philosophy. Um, and, you know, like teams with the false modesty, you don't want to talk up their chances and things like that. Um, and we're not saying we're definitely going to win it, but we're just saying we're here to have a crack at it, which I don't think, um, you know, if you're not here to try and do that, 
I'd question why you're playing at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. The first three games at home, I mean, it's a quality opposition, uh, the, probably the top of the range opposition, uh, Collingwood, Williamstown and Richmond in the first three games at home. It'll kind of uh, let you know where you're at after three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, we're looking forward to it. We've got Richmond and Cracky in uh, just over a week's time as well, so that'll be a good test to see where we're, see where we're at. But um, you've got to play them at some stage and you've got to, uh, you know, if you're going to win everything, you've got to, Home in finals as well, so yep. why not um, label out? And you know what? It actually, it's great to get them early in the year because hopefully you'll get both sides pretty close to full strength. Um, get a really good measure of where you're at, either good, bad, or otherwise. And then you've got a bit of runway in the season to make the changes that you need to make um, as well, if, if, if that is the case. We've got new rules. We've got new parameters for the, the structure of the side in terms of uh, the composition of the team, all those things. But rather than whinge about them at the start of the season, I think everyone probably needs to get to about round five or six and then work out you know, what's good and what's bad and what we like and what we don't like. Yeah, we're, we're really big on uh, – we're not using any excuses. So the rules are uh, – we can't actually control what the rules are but we can control how well we play them. So we've been really big and we've spoken about that, is that um, our mindset is going to, we're just going to be the team that best exploits the rules as whatever they are. And, you know, I'm, personally, I'm licking my lips because it's, uh, it's pretty easy to get the balls at half back now. So uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. If, any, if the weekend's anything to go by, the play will be exciting as well. So hopefully people enjoy coming to watch. Yep. Uh, you're obviously the skipper for uh, for 2021. Uh, you took the, the mantle of that uh, back in 2015. It's obviously, uh, it's now a role that sits really comfortably with you. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, you, sort of, you get better the more you do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously footy, the role where every footy club's had in my life and, and um, you know, what I'm trying to get, get out of the footy club changes over time. And for me, I'm just absolutely loving, um, you know, teaching that teaching side of it and, and helping the young guys and, and driving that sort of um, the culture, I guess, on, on game day. So a lot different. Seven years into the into the role, I'm a lot calmer and sort of like you know, level headed, I guess, especially on game day. Um, I was quite young when I when I was first captain, and, and to be honest, I hadn't probably established myself as a player in the in the competition. So um, there's a lot going on in, in my head back in those days. But now, yeah, it's, it's a lot simpler, a lot easier, and hopefully. Um, I've seen a few things across the years that can help out the young guys. Uh, big year, twenty twenty one for you. Uh, hundred games, you'll you'll clock up the hundred games at, uh, at the Werribee Footy Club, which is a, which is a terrific effort in the in the current uh, structure of uh, VFL footy, and a few other bits and pieces happening along the way as well. Yeah, I've got a bit on this year, and touch wood that I actually get to the hundred because it's no uh, it's no certainty with my track record. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. And then um, yeah, got a baby due, which is actually around the same time as the 100th game will be rolling in if everything goes to plan. So there might be a bit of an, a uh, tough decision to make that week. Um, haven't decided which way I'm going to go with it yet, but we'll, uh, we'll have to work out when we get there. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, b- a big year on the way, and obviously one uh, w- when you bring talent in like uh, Nick Hayes and Wiley Buzzer and some of the other players that we brought into this squad, it's, uh, it is an exciting year ahead for the club. Yeah, we've uh, we've recruited really well, to be honest with you. Like we've got Hazy and, and Buzz, um, but we've also got uh, big Matty Lovey as well in the ruck, yep. who we haven't seen last season. You sort of forget about him as a recruit because he was technically the, the season before. We're looking uh, looking strong on paper, and now it's just yeah, obviously the, the work is ahead of us. And as long as we uh, yeah put our heads down, bums up, I guess, the yep. cliche, and, and just uh, keep plugging away, and, and we'll see how we go. And hopefully, you know, I think we've got enough talent to, to measure up well against the best sides, but we'll uh, 
what to say we're going on the weekend. Well, good luck on all fronts, uh, on and off the field for uh, for 2021. So we look forward to uh, talking to you again on the podcast, but uh, more than anything else, seeing you running around uh, Avalon Airport Oval uh, from round one right through to the end of the season. Beautiful, Kev. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. All right, from our skipper to our football manager, our recently appointed football manager. That probably feels like he's been in the job a lot longer than he actually has. Uh, Mark McAuliffe joins me. G'day, Mark. How are you going? Good, thanks, Kev. How are you, mate? I'm good. How have you settled in? Uh, and what are you what are you into now? Uh, how many how many weeks you've been with us now? I've uh, been with the club for five weeks now, so it's been um, a whirlwind from the start, but just looking forward to getting games started and getting the regular season going. Yeah, absolutely. And Mark, just to, to fill people in, give us a little uh, of your background. You're very heavily involved in list management and recruiting at a, a few of the AFL clubs. Yep, that's correct. So I was previously the list manager at Fremantle Football Club and prior to that I worked at Gold Coast, Essendon and Adelaide in re- different recruiting, list management and opposition analysis types of roles. Did you come across Mickey Barlow in your time at either the Dockers or uh, or at the uh, the Suns? No, I missed him on both occasions, unfortunately. Oh, well, you've caught up with him now. <laughs> yeah, followed him all the way to Avalon Airport. Oval. How have you settled in? I mean, it's obviously, uh, it is a really, really busy time of the year, getting lists ready and all that sort of stuff. So take us through what, what you're currently kind of uh, working across. Yeah, so our current, our main task at the moment is getting our list sorted for the year. So just we've got a lot of list lodgements due with the VFL and looking at all the different TPP compliance um, and just obviously all the logistics, trying to get ready for game day and trying to get all the practice games underway and off we go. So they're the main things at the moment that we're focusing on. Mark, uh, a lot of people wouldn't know the actual structure of the of the list in terms of what we have to have on our list now because there have been some parameters put into place regarding age of, uh, of players on the list. Can you take us through that to give us a, a chalk outline of that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have to have a primary list and development list of up to 40 players and 12 of those players have to be development players. And on weekends, we have to play six under 22 every week. So it's changed the dynamic of the competition pretty significantly. Uh, when you say development players, does that mean those 12 have to be under 22 years of age? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, have we had any trouble finding that kind of talent? No, we haven't. We've had an influx of talent and it's been really good with our partnerships with uh, the Western Jets and Geelong Falcons and trying to get players through to Werribee and we've had a really good influx of young talent that should be very exciting for our fans going forward. For someone who's worked in the recruiting area at, at AFL level, um, is there is there a big difference in, you know, the, obviously there's a big difference in, uh, I, I would imagine, what you've got at your disposal, but uh, in terms of the, the actual, what you're looking at player-wise, is that any different? No, it isn't. We're, just, we're still looking for the best players to potentially go on to make their careers higher and go further on, but it hasn't really changed too much from a recruiting identification point of view. It's more just that... Um, you're looking at a whole range of talent from all different types of things and you're looking for more role-specific players, whereas the AFL, you just generally take the best talent available. So we're looking to fill needs as well as filling the best possible player to play for our footy club. Mark, you've been in the AFL system and you've and you've identified talent that's, that's made it onto AFL lists. Uh, the importance of where the VFL now sits in the in the kind of uh, the structure of, of, of the pathway to get to AFL, do you see that now as being even more important with this accentuation on uh, on the younger end? Oh, absolutely. It's going to come, especially with the mid-season draft and all these different recruiting avenues, um, looking at the VFL, it's becoming a, a major recruiting sort of tool for um, AFL clubs 
the VFL and even the sample and the waffle. I think more clubs are going to look for more guys that are ready to play AFL football straight away and with reduction in list sizes at AFL level. Um, BFL players are, are coming more and more, and more the uh, the talk because they need guys that can play football straight away for their relative football clubs. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen uh, the development of some of those, uh, you know, Sam Collins wins a BNF up at the Suns, coming off a, a, a year at Werribee. Uh, Luke McDonald uh, played at Werribee. He's won a BNF at, uh, at North Melbourne now. And you're seeing Gibbons at Carlton. Some of those blokes that are coming through that VFL system, they're quality players. Yeah, absolutely they are. Absolutely. And you can just see that they're coming in, fitting a role straight away. The VFL is a very good breeding ground for these young guys to come through. And just because you don't get drafted at 18 doesn't mean the dream's over. Um, These guys have resilience and they know what's required and they live a little bit of life as well, which makes it really appealing to AFL clubs. The other thing, I guess, the question that gets asked of under-18s always is how they're going to go when they come up against men. And the VFL gives you that opportunity to see that as a recruiter, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does, definitely. It definitely. And I've really developed an appreciation for how hard these VFL players work. Um, I always knew that they did a tough but coming from an AFL system into the VFL and seeing how many hours they put in after hours when everyone's at home. They're, these guys are training at the 9 o'clock at night, working extremely hard on their craft and trying to hone their skills to give themselves the best chance and represent their football club, which is just hats off to them, really. Yeah. Hey, Mark, before you got involved in the recruiting and, uh, and list management side of it, uh, what, what's your footy background prior to that? Yeah, I played a little bit at Deer Park Footy Club in the WRFL, but I was a much better basketball player than a uh, football player, Kev, so yeah. I represented where he began the, the national the, the representative leagues in Victoria, so... Yeah, much better basketball player, but now I played more junior footy at the park. Oh, much better football manager than all of the above. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a challenging role, and and we mentioned this in a, you know a lot of times when we talk to people involved in footy clubs. Footy is an insatiable beast; it will take every single minute and every bit of energy that that you've got to give. It'll take it. How do you break away, and uh, what do you do to to kind of relax and get away from footy, Mark? Yeah, I spend a lot of time with friends and family. I think that's the main thing about it. I've got a really loving family that um, I like to spend a lot of time with. So um, having that as a release and, and just catching up with friends as well. I've got a good group of mates that um, I can really just switch off and just chill out and do normal life things, which is always important when you have such a heavily involved footy role. Yep, we're, we're constantly talking about that uh, that uh, work-life balance and we, we need to all to keep that in mind and what we've learned in the last 12 months, how important that is. This next couple of weeks before the first game is going to go so quickly, you'll blink and we'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it and can't wait to see everyone out there at Avalon Airport Oval. Good on you, Mark. Welcome to the club. Good luck for the season. Let's hope uh, we, uh, we share in some great success together. Thanks, Kev. Really appreciate your time. All right, from uh, our football manager to our major sponsor, and very happy to say, and the club's delighted with the news that uh, for the 22nd year in a row, the Balan family is the major sponsor of the football club. It's been uh, as Balan Holden for the last 21 years, but as we head into this 22nd year, there's been a change. And Paul Balan joins me to talk about it. G'day, Paul. How are you going? How are you, How are you Kevin? I'm well, I'm well. Now, things, obviously, we all know what happened with Holden, so take us through what's happened with uh, with the business. Okay, essentially it's the same business, Kev, um, that we've re- we're rebranding through the CB Motor Group, which is caravan, boating and motor vehicles. The only difference is in the in the vehicle side of it is new, we're not selling new holdings. We're still running a used car department as, as per normal. Parts and service are running as per normal through the, 
whole Numbrella and PC Delco sort of branding. As well as that, Kev, the the C in the in the new name is um, Caravaning. Yep. So we we've got JB Caravans on our site. JB Caravans, an Australian-owned caravan manufacturer in Camberfield, where we're selling obviously their new new vans, which are primarily off-road, semi-off-road, and on-road vans. And with the way that Australians are now jumping in their in their cars and caravans and and travelling internally in Australia, that's uh, there'll, there'll be some uh, terrific uh, things to have a look at there. Yeah. Yep, yep, we've got some really good demand, really good, really good support from from some local people, and we're actually selling vans pretty much all around Australia at the minute. It's New South Wales, Victoria, as well as selling, we are we are servicing. So servicing, obviously, in any business is um is important. So we're servicing caravans as well as selling them. So if anyone owns a caravan out there and they need a need service, we're we're up for the challenge. Okay, good idea. Yep. Uh, and the boating thing is uh, is the newest uh, sort of part of the uh, the ensemble that's yet to uh, to be established in a physical sense at the at the dealership. Yeah, yeah. So the the boating boats are starting to arrive as we speak. We've we've taken on Mako Craft, which is a primarily aluminium, aluminium style of a boat make, made up of fishing boats, little tinnies. Car toppers, oh, right. comp- yeah, we'll, we'll sort of complement what we're we're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve that sort of leisure leisure dealership as such, so which will complement the caravans, the the car side, the cars, which will probably be commercial vehicles and and um, boating. So yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so uh, yeah. in terms of, and I know this because, uh, and I bumped into you uh, last week when I was having my car serviced, my Equinox serviced up there, um, everything yep. everything about the uh, the business is the same. The people are the same. The service level is the same. The commitment to the to the local community is exactly the same. Exactly the same, Kev. We're, um, while we're diversifying, we, we pretty much wanted to, to keep the, the staff, all the staff sort of on board, which we've managed to do. Which we feel we feel is very important. We've we've been able to upskill upskill some of the some of the employees by moving them from front end of the dealership, which was more cars to the caravans, and yep. it's actually worked really well. And with the with the boating side of it, we're going to upskill some of our mechanics to become marine mechanics. So oh wow! Encouraging good culture and good work ethic at the, the dealership, which is which is yeah, which is really which really pleasing. Everyone's sort of all the mechanics are, are pumped with the all excited about the proposition of having the opportunity to work on boats as well as caravans and cars. So. Beautiful. And I guess we'll see the uh, the change in the in the signage and all those things uh, as, a, as a development thing over the next few months. Yeah, so the sign, we're, we're putting some temporary signs up as we speak. They'll be up next week or so. We've got Beno doing them for us. So initially we'll, um, we'll run a CB motor group, which will be a number out there with a main, main name in and it'll sort of cover cover the other Identities in the identities in the business. We're also um, we're also got Kings outdoor um, leisure gear, which is oh. swags, gazebos, and fridges and so forth. So oh, Kings okay. is pretty synonymous in that in that sort of outdoor leisure area. So that that's going to pity back off our spare parts department. Oh, beautiful! Got it all yeah, covered. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah, we've got it all covered. So <laughs> yeah, in in twelve months' time, when you come to Balan and Holden Kev, you you come by. Buy another car, <laughs> buy a caravan. You can pull it with and put a boat on the roof of the car. There you go. All the food groups are catered for. 
All done. Oh, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> Beautiful. The plan. Hey, uh, yep. on behalf of the, the Footy Club, I mean, the, the Balan family and the and the Werribee Footy Club have been together for such a long time. I mean, you played at the club and so did Mark and and, you, and your mum and your dad have been around uh, the club forever and a day. So it's just great that that, uh, that partnership, that relationship has, uh, has extended into into this season. Yeah, yeah. And, um, dad, Dad's very passionate. We're passionate for the club and, yeah, and Mark, Mark Pataluna obviously does a record job down at down at the footy club and any support we can give to the Werribee communities, yeah, is, is good. And and hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get that bit of bit of support back. Now we've got we've got not just only cars, we've got a few other options for Werribee members and Werribee supporters to wander down and have a look through the place. So absolutely, yeah, we're, we're sort of we're, we're we're just starting off now, but in, in, in hopefully within the next twelve months it'll be up and running and it'll be a really really sort of it's like we're like a like a Bunnings of good on you, Paul. Good to, right, Kev. good to catch up, mate. Take care. No worries. Thank you. My thanks to all our guests on this edition of the Big W Podcast. Our skipper, Michael Sotomarco, looking forward to him clocking up the 100th game and having a baby as well, uh, hopefully not on the same day. Um, and also uh, to our new footy manager, Mark McAuliffe, and our major sponsor, uh, not Balan Holden anymore, but the CB Motor Group. My thanks to Paul Balan for joining me to explain exactly what's going on. And our thanks to our podcast uh, sponsors, Corio Waste, that's Corio WM. .com.au. If you need uh, help with waste management, they are the people to talk to. They've been great supporters of our football club. one 4696 ABC Homes, who are doing uh, three- and four-bedroom homes at ridiculous prices, $161,900. Uh, that's the starting price for a four-bedroom home. That's terrific. Avalon Airport, they're flying once again. Isn't that great news that we've got to flights going to Sydney and the Gold Coast and Adelaide coming out of that terrific facility at Avalon Airport and Pacific World. No better place to shop, pacificwerby.com.au. Look forward to seeing you at our very first home game on the 17th, Saturday the 17th. All the ticketing uh, details, if you want to come to the President's Lunch beforehand, all those details are on the website. So go to the shop and uh, get the details there. And also a reminder about our big uh, business lunch coming up with Billy Brownless. That's on Friday the 23rd of April. Tickets are available through the shop on the website. So all the news you need to know on our social media platforms. So check those out. Uh, we'll have all the details of the team before it's announced. Any other news uh, from the club will go up on our social media and on our website, uh, which is about to be uh, revamped and relaunched, so we look forward to that as well. There's lots happening. Uh, but most of all and most importantly, the big thing happening is Saturday the 17th is game number one. V Collingwood, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Love to see you at Avalon Airport Oval. Come along and support the big W. Uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Footy's back. It's good, isn't it? With the tigers bold in black and gold with a bold-